invite the stranger is our word for 2023, and I'm going to talk for the, probably the next three weeks about this word. And uh, we talked about it already in our open door class, and uh, I can say that uh, get ready to be challenged. Um, get ready to uh, be uh, be moved out of a place of perhaps comfort. Uh, and uh, whatever else is all involved with this. So uh, we're going to start with this verse from Matthew, and I'm just gonna, then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about how this word came about, uh, and I'll probably be doing that over the next, again, over the next three weeks, uh, just uh, ex- explaining how Holy Spirit just reveals things to you and confirms things to you and, uh, and why it matters. So in Matthew, uh, Jesus is, is speaking here, and uh, here's what it says, and I'll just read it for what it says, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit in his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me, and I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or, and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Mm. So this word, uh, it's just always so interesting to me as as a year is ending and a new year is beginning, the Lord will just start to speak to me and he'll show me things and and uh, he'll confirm things, you know, it, and it usually starts in December at some point where just revelation will start to come. And, um, so w- one of the ways this word started unfolding to me is Judy uh, Saccone, uh sent me a word. I don't know if Judy's here today or not. She sent me a, a, a podcast uh, sometime in November, and uh, I hadn't listened to it right away. And uh, uh, and I, I don't know, it's probably about a month or so ago, she was, after, after a worship service, she said, have you listened to that, that podcast? And I said, I haven't. But I made it a point that next week to listen to it. And as she, she was talking to me a little bit about it. And um, there was a stirring in her. And uh, there, was a, there was just something about her, her, her mindset and her attitude uh, that was there was a brokenness and a and a and a just a and I and I knew there was an urgency for me to listen to this so so I did and the the uh, the, the podcast was called uh, how would Jesus fight the culture war how would Jesus fight the culture war now um, as as 
before I listened to it, I already had this sort of nagging, this nagging tension in me about about not, not a negative tension. It was a it was a it was a it was a good thing. It was a this 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 unease, but yet a, a good unease in that he was taking us somewhere, and it was going to be uncomfortable, and it was going to be challenging, and um, and there, there's there's demographics in our culture that we uh, never reach because we never have conversations with the people who are in them. Um, we, as, we as followers of Jesus sometimes can dig in our heels um, with, you know, with, with our, 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 you know, our righteousness in Christ, and that's a good thing. But yet sometimes uh, in, in the midst of that, it, it um, limits us from having conversations with the very audience that we need to reach the very people who need Jesus. And there's many in our culture that don't know Jesus and don't want to know him, but yet we're still called to reach out to them. And so I had this sort of nagging sense that whatever this word was going to be, it, it was tied to, to somehow, somehow um, in, in invading some of these turfs. And, um, and I didn't know what that was going to look like or anything. But anyway, so I listened to this, I listened to this, this podcast, and it was basically an interview between two guys. I don't know, I don't know either one of them. How would Jesus fight the culture war? And um, and I'll, I'll be honest, um, uh, there's, there were things that some of these, these guys said that I, I just completely disagreed with. Um, some of the premises that they were stating, I didn't agree with at all. Um, but yet, there were things I couldn't couldn't deny and couldn't ignore, and um, uh, that they were cha- they were challenging the body of Christ to to um, be better at listening, be better at listening. Not accepting sin, I'm not in any way talking about accepting sin as anything we ever accept, but we all come from a place of sin. We all, we all have received, received forgiveness. But being better at listening to people who are in some of these cultures that, that, um, that maybe we, we don't understand or we'll, 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 we'll never connect with in any way, but yet they're human beings, human beings. So, uh, so, let me just say as we, as we begin this that a stranger isn't solely someone you've never met. Let me just, let me just get, that, get that point across that, that when I'm talking about strangers, the stranger that maybe you're called to invite, maybe somebody you know very well, but for whatever reason communication has broken down or for whatever reason you haven't listened to what they have to say without trying to preach to them. Now, you know, again, we're supposed to share the, the love of Christ in, in love. So I'm not, I'm not ever talking about not sharing love of Jesus, but I'm talking about how do we go, how do we go about it? How do we go about it? Um, so like I said, I'm not familiar with either of these guys. One guy's name is Mike Airy. I don't know if anybody's heard of Mike Airy. I, I never heard of him. The other guy on, 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 the CDs, or on the podcast name is Tim. I never got his last name. And honestly, there were times when I didn't know which one was speaking. They sound alike. <laughs> I didn't know which one was talking. Um... But one of the things I could not disagree with uh, as, I, as I listened was their heart for Jesus and their heart for whatever is going on in our culture for the church to get it right. We have answers for people, and they actually reference this. There's a, there's a, they referenced somebody in the, in, in this, in, in the, in the podcast that, that talked about how Christians will say, we have the answers, we have the answers, we have the answers, and we do. And the, and the, and the, the one man you know, talked about that. He said, we do have the answers. But sometimes we don't share it in a way where they're listening. We, we sometimes bulldoze our way. And the Lord's saying, let's take a step back. 
let's be willing to listen to some of the people in our culture that have 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 don't don't know who Jesus is, and because they don't know who Jesus is, they don't know they don't they don't they don't know how to answer things. And so we're going to give some. I'm going to give some examples here as we get into this. Uh, um, I'm just going to read some things from my notes. What I couldn't disagree with is their heart for followers of Jesus to do a better job of responding to cultural struggles and issues that grab the headlines. Too often our responses end up dividing, uh, driving the divide further, uh, and when, then we forget how to communicate lovingly and graciously with one another. A phrase I heard them say over and over again was this, we need to do something, but it has to be Jesus-like. It has to be Jesus-like. Whenever we're responding to someone who comes against the gospel or comes, is living a life that doesn't agree with the gospel, we want to respond, but it has to be Jesus-like. Over and over again in the scriptures, we talk about be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. I'm molding and shaping you to be like Jesus. So it has to be Jesus-like. So way too often our responses to cultural issues end up hindering the cause of leading people to repentance because we dig in our heels. We dig in on our positions. We dig in on our opinions. We dig in on where we, and we fail to hear. We fail to hear and we end up not valuing the person who disagrees with us or the person who is, who, who is coming against the truth of the gospel. And yet it's the very audience. It's the very audience that he's calling us to reach. So when he says invite the stranger in, I want you to just think about, I want you to think about this for a minute, just as before I even go any further. You know, who's, who is a stranger? And, 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 you know, I'm not talking about, it could, could also be a, a literal stranger, somebody you never met before. I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that's not part of the equation, but it may not just be that. But I want you to think about who's somebody that rubs me the wrong way? Who's someone that, 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 uh, that's, that's in my life that, uh, that, that, that we clash because it could be the very person, could be the very person that he wants you to, to, to uh, welcome in, welcome into your life, welcome into your home, take out for dinner, have a conversation, start somewhere, and it's going to be awkward, and it's going to be, and, and I'm going to tell you that from the start, that this, this word for this year is going to be awkward at times, there's going to be times when we're going to be, we're, we're going to be completely challenged and completely like, how do I do this? How do I do this? How to... I do not know what to say. I do not know what, I don't, I do, I, I don't know where to go. But he's going to show us. He's going to show us. So this is, there's, there's going to be challenges with this. Don't, don't, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, as, as this was coming about, I was like, oh man, we just came off this more than conqueror's word. It'd be, it'd be real nice to just come into some nice little, you're our peace, Jesus. Let's just, let's just go take a year off and, and just, let's just sit at your feet. I don't want to leave this place, you know, which was an interesting we sang that song, which that, that's the place where we get everything we need. And it'd be so nice if, if, if our word just would be, let's sit at Jesus' feet this year. And, and that was all there is to it. Now, let's sit at Jesus' feet this year. But as we do so, he's going he's gonna to show us. He's going he's to download. He's going to download things into us. And he's going to show us people that need to hear what we have to give. So, but part of me wanted to just like sit back and say, let's, let's have a real nice, nice and tidy, easy word this year. And he's like, nah, that's not my plan. If that's your plan. That's one thing. So how do I treat the people who are cemented in opposite positions from my own? Just, um, 
How do I treat the people who are cemented in opposite positions from my own? Pay attention to that. Answer the question honestly. It'll make you uncomfortable. I hope it does. It, it does me. I, and I, I, full disclosure, I come up here completely uh, challenged by this word personally, uh, but knowing that it's for us, knowing that it's for us. So, so one of the things that these guys talk about in this podcast was, was uh, they, they, they referenced this passage. Oh, wait, let's read this. Too often we're looking at the world through the lens of a culture war that we believe we have to win. Instead, we need to see the glorious and redemptive work of God in all aspects of human life that we have the privilege to be witness of. We look at the world and say, I've got the answer, but what we think it doesn't matter how I convey the answer. And and so when I I heard that on on this podcast, I was like, man, I I know I've fallen into that. I know I've fallen into that. And uh, so there's opportunities for us. There's opportunities for us at hand to, uh, to reach into this, some of these cultural things. I'm going I'm to explain some of those, but I want to go to a verse that they referenced in this passage because they referenced Jesus, and it's from Philippians 2, 1 to 11. They referenced Jesus and his mindset in this, and this is the mindset we're supposed to have. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, again, relationships with one another, and that's not just us here in this room. This is a safe, this is a safe ground. This is safe ground. But in your relationships with one another, people out there have the same mindset of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. man, He humbled himself by being obedient to death, even death on the cross. And so, you know, sometimes we, again, we in our our, uh, desire to follow Jesus and be, you know, be close to him, but we, we, we come across sin or a sinful lifestyle or, and, rather than love and rather than listen and rather than figure out a way, how can, I, how can I invade this? How can I invade this turf with the love, love of Jesus, with the grace of Jesus? We just preach. And again, preaching has its place. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting, I'm not, again, I'm not suggesting in any way that we ever deviate from the truth of Scripture. But there are places, there are people the need to know about this love that we know about that we'll never hear it if we don't listen to them, if we don't listen. So as this week was unfolding and this word was unfolding, um, I, I thought it was, and we, this is what we talked about in Open Door class today. I ask, and I'm going to ask this question in this room, who before this week, who before this week knew who, who Damar Hamlin was? Raise your hand if you knew who Damar Hamlin was. Raise your hand high because I want to see. I think I see three hands. Three hands. Who in this room today knows who Damar Hamlin is? So so Damar Hamlin, for most of us in this room, was a stranger. 
I mean, in, in all ways. Now, he's a stranger to even those who, who heard of him. They don't know him, but he was a stranger. Isn't it interesting that in a year when the Lord says, invite the stranger in, the Lord is using a man whom most of us never heard of or didn't know anything about. I think I know, knew his name, but I didn't, would, couldn't have told you who he played for or what position he played. But he used a situation on national television, watched by millions and millions of people. He didn't cause the situation, but he used the situation to cause people to cause attention to the Father. That suddenly it was okay to pray. Suddenly it was, and that's a good thing. Suddenly it was okay. The people forgot about everything else. In some sense, in those moments, the world stopped. And attention got put on Almighty God. And it still is. I noticed last night, before the football game, it wasn't either of the teams that played, but before the football team, both teams gathered on the field, bowed down, prayed, were praying. That's a good thing. Yeah, clap, clap. So, Pastor Shane wrote something about this. Let me get to it. He wrote this. Monday night, Damar Hamlin dropped dead on live TV during the Monday night football game. America literally, literally cried out to the Lord on his behalf. There was a prayer there was prayer broadcasted on ESPN and other news networks. It was like someone had dumped gasoline on the fire of America's faith. Today, Damar Hamlin addressed his team via FaceTime. He's breathing on his own, neurologically whole, and has movement in all of his extremities. Thank you, Lord. America has mostly become a country of good vibes and positive thoughts. But when crisis hits, we all know good vibes and positive thoughts are worthless. When crisis hits, we go to Jesus, the healer and deliverer. It makes me wonder what it would look like if America were to lay aside their good vibes and became a praying nation again, not just in moments of crisis, but in everyday life. Lord, let our praise be as loud as our prayers. And so it was really good, really good, and, uh, and there, were lots of, uh, there were lots of amens and thank you, Lord, and hallelujahs to the post. What I tend to pay attention to, however, are the ones that don't say hallelujah, or the, the ones that say things uh, that, are, that are different. And so uh, one, woman, one woman responded, I think she wanted, might have been the first respondent, uh, and I'm not going to read what she said, but it, it, she acknowledged that she's a Christian. I'm not going to re read everything that she said, but uh, she said to say it was the power of prayer that saved this man is a far stretch. Uh, and she points to the to the science and the you know, people that were on the scene and all that, and that's all legitimate. Uh, and my first reaction, my first reaction, which is tends to be, I think, most of our reactions when we read uh, someone who comes with a different perspective or a different position, is to dig in my heels. But what Holy Spirit did instead was saying, "Pray for Mackenzie Dawn. Pray for she's a stranger." She's a stranger. 
who has a different perspective that we sometimes dismiss because we have our own perspective. We, we dig in our heels. And uh, so, and, I, and again, is Mackenzie Dawn in the room today, by chance? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know her. I mean, this is on his page, so I don't know if she's his friend or not. But I don't know who she is. But, but I'm putting her on our prayer list because I believe she's a stranger that, that I, I, I want to meet and I want to have a conversation with. And I, I think sometimes we look at the, the amens and the hallelujahs and think that's good, and we dismiss the ones that disagree with us. But there was another response. And this one just simply said, um, CPR and AED saved him. And that's fine. I mean, that's, that's not incorrect. That's, that's not incorrect. Those were both used. But what caught my attention was uh, the person's name. The person's name is Margie C. I don't know. Anybody know Margie C? Is she in the room today? I don't know. Um, her, on her page, her main picture there that comes up with her name is a gay rights flag, and it says disarm hate. Disarm hate. And so, uh, being who I am, I explore further and uh, open the page. And the poster right behind her disar- big, big disarm hate flag, um, it, it uh, has an expletive in it. A heartfelt expletive you to everyone who told me I was overreacting in November. 19, uh, 2016, supposing it's a reference to the election of that year. But it struck me um, that here's Margie C. saying disarm hate. That's her, that's her mission. That's her goal. She wants to disarm hate. But right behind it is a post that is laced with hate. And my heart just broke for her. And she's a stranger that I want to I meet. She's a stranger that I, wa- I want to share the love of Jesus with. Because her goal of disarming hate will never be accomplished. It can never be accomplished without Christ. It can never be accomplished. He's the only one who can. We sang it. He's the only one that can do that. And so, you know, I read these. I read the, I read the, the ones that come against and it wasn't really anything that was necessarily coming against what Pastor Shane wrote. It wasn't that. It was just sharing a different perspective. And part of me, I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I fully expect I'm going to send Margie C. a message. Not to challenge, not to challenge her her. her her uh, uh, discrepancy between her goal and the post right behind it, but to invite her that the only way she'll be able to reach that goal is with the love of Jesus. It's the only way. And the reality is we all have these you know, Facebook is a, is, a, is, a, is a terrible and a wonderful thing. 
It's a terrible and so wonderful thing. But for me, it opened my eyes to this, this, this invite the stranger word of reaching into someone's life who clearly doesn't know. But yet to go with a listening ear. So there was another conversation on Facebook, and I don't see Dina here to, in here today. Maybe she's in the nursery. But uh, so uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, that's, that's, I, I do know who that is. That's the quarterback for the Buckeyes. Um, after the Buckeyes lost their game, uh, he, shared, he just shared that his, his, his relationship with Jesus and how the Lord was working in his life, and he worked in his life even in the loss, and how you know, that, that was all part of God's plan. And, and so he, you know, and that his testimony was shared by somebody on Facebook, and and um, uh, Dina actually then shared that post um, and just said, "CJ, CJ Stroud, glory to God, all glory to God." And and then conversations, of course, ensue as they as they do. And let me and let me just say this: Facebook is not a place to get into an argument with somebody. Don't don't argue with people on Facebook. It, it, that's not pur- purposeful. If you, if you want to have a conversation with them, reach out to them personally and say, "Hey, let's have coffee," you know. But anyway, so there was there were there were all kinds of responses to 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 this post, and um, and uh, there was a a, a man, uh, Zocalo was his name, I believe, last name, uh, and he he uh, just went into his position of how no God had anything to do with the game, no God has any, you know, any little G God. Um, you know, no God has any interest in anything like that, and it was basically telling telling us, "I don't believe in this anyway." So, but but yeah, he responded. What was awesome was Dina just responded to him with just such. She answered him. She just answered him. She didn't dismiss him. She didn't correct him. She didn't. You know, she just answered him, and uh, and but again, my heart was like. I want to know Ray Zocolo. I think his name's Ray, 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 Ray Zocolo. I want to know him. I want to know him. I, I want the opportunity to do share Jesus with him. The Jesus who saved me. He's a stranger to me. And he's, I, I just had the sense he's, this is somebody, somebody I want to have a conversation with. And, and, and don't don't get me wrong. I have I have no illusions that every time we open the door to do that, that they're going to say, "Oh yes, okay, I'll follow him now." I have no illusions that that's just going to automatically happen. But I believe we have to try harder at having a listening ear. You know, it's so interesting as this word was coming about, and I have I have many I have more examples. Of this, um, Wesley was one of them, uh, and I, I had him share a little bit in class today. You know, he hasn't had a, had a relationship with his father, you know, for many, many years. And uh, when Pastor Shane was speaking, I don't know if that was in December, was that in December? I think it was in December. Uh, Pastor Shane was speaking, and there was a, there's more context to this, but he had this just 
overwhelming sense that he needed to go see his father. And he left here immediately. He left here immediately and, and went to try to go see him. He wasn't there at the moment. But they ended up having a conversation. You know, his father hasn't been in his life. He, 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 and he, sh- he, he will share this openly. He said, you know, my, my mindset of my own father was that he didn't, he didn't deserve my love. He didn't deserve my grace. And the Holy Spirit just challenged him that Sunday and said, go immediately to your father. And it was, again, it was just another example of his father's a stranger to him, but he had to go. He had to go and he had to do what, do his part to, to whatever was going to be involved to try to reconcile. And they're having more conversations now. The work's in progress. It's not over. It's not over yet. So, so then Christmas Sunday, uh, yeah, Christmas Sunday, uh, we're here. I think it was Christmas Sunday. And uh, is Caleb Simpson in the room? Where's Caleb? Where? He was here for worship. I don't know if he's still in the room, but he was sitting right up here, and he had three friends with him, three friends with him, and it was just, and it was just, a, and they were all strangers, and I thought, there's three strangers, and I got to meet every one of them, got to meet, and I got to pray for at least two of them. So then the very last Sunday of the year, which was, again, was Christmas Sunday, uh, service is over, and uh, I'm out in the lobby, and this lady comes walking out. And uh, I didn't know if she was here for the entire service, or I, I, I assumed she was, but maybe she wasn't. I don't know. And I got to meet her, and uh, she says, uh, I, I'm wanting to talk to one of the pastors. You got one of them. <laughs> and uh, and this, this was during the cold snap. It was really, really cold weather. She says, uh, I need help. I'm sleeping in my car. She's been sleeping in the park. In New Waterford, and uh, so uh, you know, I talked to her for a little bit, and I, I knew of a I knew of a thing, situation in Salem that at least had had been something in place that that reached out to people that needed a place, and, and so I, I encouraged her, you know, hey, there, I, know, I know of this place, check it out, and so she was actually walking out the door, and uh, Susie Annabelle happened to be walking out, uh, walking out the door. Susie's sitting right here. And uh, I said, uh, Susie, do you still have apartments? Because I know they have apartments. And, uh, and she said yes. And I just quickly, and I, I, will never, I will never put something on the spot in front of the person who has a need. I'll never say, hey, this person has a need. Do you have a place? You know, that, that's awkward and, 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 not, and not right. Um, but she said to me immediately, I need to talk to her. I need to talk to her. I need to talk to her. And she went running out after her. She went running out after her. And they, I think they sat, she had them sit in their, they sat in their car for a long, long time. And I believe she and her family are now staying in, are they still there? They're still staying in one of their apartments. And it was another example to me. End of the year, I already knew this word was coming. Now, I know there's many situations like that, and certainly we're not, certainly we don't have, we don't have the capacity to meet every single need. But Holy Spirit will show us the ones that we do have the capacity to meet. He will show us. He will show us. And so whatever, whatever the stranger looks like to you, whatever, perhaps for some of you, names have already popped into your head because they're not a stranger in name only. They're, some of you, you know 
you know I need to reach out to this person. I need to share with this person. In Matthew 17, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. One of the things I heard on this, on this podcast was sometimes, sometimes in our zeal for Jesus, sometimes in our commitment to Jesus and our, you know, in, our, in our desire to, to, to stay and walk in holiness, which is an absolutely great goal. I will never, ever say that that's not a great, great goal. Sometimes we in our response to people who are not living the way we think they should be living, we stop denying ourselves and we take matters into our own hands and think we're going to share the gospel with them in that vein and it'll never work. It'll never work. So in Matthew, we read this parable. Jesus gives them this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? And I want to stop there for a minute because that's sometimes our response is, Oh, an enemy's at work. We've got to do something. We've got to do something. We've got to... We gotta, the enemy did this, and, and certainly that's true. And, and, and their response was, you want us to go pull them up, pull them up, get, get, rid, of the, get rid of this thing that the enemy's doing. And this was all, in this, they referenced this in this podcast, and this is what, again, kind of sealed the deal for this word. The servants asked, do you want us to go and pull them up? And he said, no, because while you're pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them both grow together. Isn't that amazing that Jesus' response is, is not to not, not to get rid of what the enemy did. It's to let them both grow together until the harvest. At, the, at that time, I'll tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles, be burned, gather the wheat and bring them to, to my barn. Uh, so, let them both grow together. The challenge there is, yes, we have people who don't know Jesus. We have people who are lost. We have people who are living lives that go completely against the, the scriptures and, and I'm, not, I'm not in any way endorsing that or applauding that. But Jesus says, let us both grow together. Let's, let's grow to, let's, so, but to To do that, we have to have conversations. We have to have conversations. You know, uh, Again, toward the end of last year, and I believe, I believe it was one of the last, last gatherings of Men of Valor. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what all we ended up talking about that day, but uh, one, of our, one of the guys shared, hey, uh, uh, my, my, my boss has a need. Uh, she had to leave work to, uh, to, to go tend to her wife. Um, and... Uh, he was sharing this, and he said, I, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. And I said, well, pray for her. And, um, and he was like, yeah, I guess I missed that. I guess I missed that because I disagree with the lifestyle 
I didn't think of that. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing. That's just sometimes where we are is because we disagree with the lifestyle. We don't know that we have power to pray. And for, for you to be able to tell her, um, what, what, what's your wife's name? Saying you're praying for someone who, whose lifestyle you disagree with doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're endorsing the lifestyle. It means you're endorsing the person as a person that Jesus loves. And so it was a learning moment, and he was very receptive to, to the instructions, say, yes, I need to learn how to do this. And I said, find out her name, and we'll pray for her. We'll pray for her and men of all. We'll pray for both of them, because Jesus loves them. And then, and then Nick Horst shared, you know, uh, shared in class just about his, his own boss. His own boss is in the very same situation. She, she's married to a woman, and uh, she's asking him questions. She's asking him questions. She sees his life. She sees his life that is set on the rock that is Jesus. And she's asking him, am I going to hell? Am I going to hell? And he, he will say very openly, I love her. I love her. She's my boss. She's a great boss. I don't agree with the way she lives, but I love her. So we have these examples we have these examples in our lives, and many of you have these examples in your lives. And the Lord's saying, invite them in. Listen to them. Listen to them. You don't have to embrace, don't, you know, again, we're, we're never, ever, I'm never, ever, ever saying we're embracing the sin. But he's challenging us. In 2023, invite a stranger in. Invite a stranger in. So, in this podcast, and this is what I'm wrapping up here, in this podcast, they, 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 they talk about, they give several examples of, of people that don't know what to do. They want to do something, but they don't know what to do. And I already shared that. Oh, we've got to do something, but I don't know what to do. I don't want to do. And, and, and this, in this podcast, uh, and again, I don't know if it's Mike or Tim, but one of them says, sitting in that tension, that is exactly the tension of the kingdom. I've got to do something. And I, and I believe that's what Judy was, was experiencing when she was expressing to me as she listened to this podcast, I believe she's living in that tension of, I gotta do something, I've gotta do something. See, I think she might have even said that to me. I gotta do something, I've gotta do something. Exactly the tension of the kingdom, the kingdom is now. The kingdom is now, and I believe this word for us is now. And, and some of you may not have any way, right, in these moments to know how to connect this word to your own life right now. But over the next few weeks, we're gonna, I'm gonna give more examples and you know, more uh, and a more instruction about about how do how do we reach into people's lives that we just don't agree with? And um, I have uh, I have t- told my class today this I, I, I have this sense with this Margie C that I, I just I want to reach out to her. I'm gonna I'm gonna re- be revisiting uh, uh, a number of years ago. I I shared uh, in in a message on on deception. I shared a, the story of Rosario Butterfield. Rosario Butterfield. Is a uh, is a college professor who lived uh, her her life for many many years as a lesbian. Um, she's now living. She's not married to a man, living a life following Jesus. But it was it was the love and compassion uh, of a of a of a pastor and his wife who reached out to her, that just gently and slowly uh, loved her into the kingdom. Um, and so, uh, and that, you know, and I, I referenced that demographic, you know, probably a little more than I planned to, but but but. Whatever the demographic is, whatever the demographic is that, that, that comes against the things of God, we, ha- we, we have the love of Jesus to share with them. 
uh, but we have to do so gently. We have to do so carefully. We have to do so uh, with the leading of the Holy Spirit and only the leading of the Holy Spirit. If we, if we take matters in our own hands, we will fall flat on our faces. So, years ago, uh, Connie and I sang a song, and we're going to sing it today. And I knew as soon as I heard this word, I don't, and I, don't, I have no idea whether I can sing or not uh, today. Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, we're going we're gonna to do our best. But we're going to open up the altars. And then the worship, I think the worship team is coming back up here. And, uh, but we sang this song, and it's called Wash Their Feet. Old timers will maybe know it. The younger ones, maybe not so much. But it's just, it's this invitation. It's this invitation. Got to get rid of this mic. It's the invitation to invite the stranger in. It's the invitation to love, of, love as Jesus loved. It's the invitation to do what Jesus did for us.
show his love no matter what the cost he took the form a servant though he was a king he showed us how to go and give the world what we've received wash A servant to the weak. Go invite the strangers in. What you do for them, you do the same for me. Wash their feet. Wash their feet. Be a Servant to the weak, go invite the strangers in, and what you do for them, you do the very same for me. Wash their feet. Wash their. getting started with this word. There's more to come over the next two weeks. I have some things I'm going to share. Pastor Bennett sent me uh, a, a, a podcast from, um, from Tim Sheets who has some things uh, uh, to, to share that go with this word, uh, not specifically with the invite the stranger, but uh, things that are connected with it in, in terms of the challenges that are, that are, are implied with it. Um, other examples I'm going to be giving, but um, I don't know if the worship team's coming back up or you guys are, I don't know what all is going to go on here, but we're going to invite you to come and kneel before the Father. If you need prayer, we want to pray for you. If you have situations you want us to begin praying for, you know, I know I have to have a conversation with this person and I'm scared or, or I don't know what to say, then ask for prayer. Uh, we, want, we want to be praying for one another. Uh, I want us specifically this week, and if, if you're somebody who makes lists of people to pray for, pray for Margie C., pray for Mackenzie Don, pray for Ray Zocolo. These are all three people that responded to things things that have to do with the gospel and have to do with Jesus, and they have differing, differing opinions than I do. Uh, but it's the very audience. It's the very audience. Do we have to be willing to listen to? Not to say, yes, you're right, or not to say, uh, not, even, not even necessarily trying to convince them, but to have a starting platform of a conversation. And that's challenging. I know that's challenging. And it's probably more challenging for some than others. Some of you, some of you can venture into that territory real easily. Some of us cannot. Uh, but yet, I know it's where we're called to go. So, Father, I just thank you.
I thank you that you're taking us somewhere. And I don't even pretend to know where all that is. I thank you that you will use things that, like a, like a podcast that that I initially wanted to just dismiss, but you'll use it to refine us. You'll use it to challenge us. You'll use it to give us a word. Father, I thank you for the strangers who we'll invite in this year that you have a work planned for. And we know that if if you point us there, that you have a work in mind. Now, I know there's free will out there and people still have the right to say no. And I know that some will and not everybody's going to embrace this. And I get that. But Lord, if there's one, if there's one who is lost, there's the one who's, who's on the brink, there's one who's who's wavering and wanting to know the truth and wanting to know who you are. We want to reach that one and we know there's more than one. Lord, help us. Help us to throw off our hindrances. Help us to throw off our own our own preconceived ideas. Again, not throwing off the truth, not throwing up what we know to be true about you and your word. We're not in any way suggesting that. But we do understand that you have given us answers and we want to know exactly the right way to convey those answers to a lost and dying world. I thank you that you used and are, are using and will continue to use Damar Hamlin to point people to you we know that that was that was an intervention that was big you know how to call attention to yourself and Lord we we want to we want to be able to step into those arenas we can point people to you in whatever ways you orchestrate and so we bow ourselves to you today say Lord use us Use us. Break the things in me that need to be broken for me to reach into lives of maybe people I don't like. Or people I don't understand. for one purpose only and that's to share your love so I pray as we wrap up this time together that you will just minister to each heart each person in this place today that you will just be unveiling unveiling strategies and plans and individuals for us to love on and care for Show us the stranger, Lord. Show us the strangers. Who are they? It's all for your glory, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand.